Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 36 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church with my friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, sir. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Do you think people sit in the car and go, or wherever they are and go, is he going to say it? Are they going to say it? Is he going to do it? Or do they not even care? And We're just putting so much emphasis or on Or do it. they not even notice? <laughs> it's a going. It's a going. <laughs> so we are, uh, yeah, 36 episodes into the 167. Yep. Uh, so the we are, yeah. 36 episodes of the fastest growing podcast in Valhalla. <laughs> I love how you say that. We need to we need to just keep doing that. There just needs to be the new like. Yeah, but you know, then when line. I stop saying it, people are going, "Oh, people aren't listening." Because no one's listening. Yeah, um, I'm glad we have anybody listening. So because yeah. I enjoy doing this, and I, um, I, I, yeah, I just I, I've enjoyed doing this. This, um, this is definitely it is not a burden in my life at all. I was nervous about coming in front of a microphone. Yeah, because this is the only part of my ministry that I'm actually talking to people. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm behind everything. Yeah, and they only look at you if something goes weird, like the screen Yeah, like starts changing all these different colors and yeah. things. Or, well, that you was know. my 11-month-old <laughs> so, daughter. So if you were at the 930 service on Sunday, I didn't know it. I knew nothing about this till later. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we have the switcher in like this rack thing, or video switcher, mm-hmm. and it's in this rack thing. Well, it's pretty low to the ground because we don't need it. It can be out of the way. Right. Well, my daughter mm-hmm. was pressing buttons. It's bring your daughter to work day. Every Sunday is bring your daughter to work day. <laughs> yes, it is. Because if you're not, <laughs> your kids aren't at church. That's not good. That's right. Um, but so she was in the booth with me, and she was pressing these buttons that I didn't know actually did anything live. <laughs> Me and Ashley were working on something else, and she's pressing these buttons, and then I don't know who caught it first, me or Ashley, but we look up, and oh, Shannon's on the screen. The giant screen. Yeah, the 16-foot by 9-foot screen. Shannon's on it, and it's like on a... No one wants to see that. And it's a camera that has the screen in the shot, so it was like thousands of Shannons. Oh, no no one wants to see that. Nobody. And then, so I go... Not only does she do that, I don't know how she does it. So I'm down there pressing buttons, changing the screen, trying to figure out how to just get it back so people can see your notes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. It was a, it was a panicky ninety seconds. Oh, I love it. I, I those are, I love real life moments. You know, I really do. It keeps us humble. It does. It does. You know, so makes us. Take ourselves not too seriously. Yeah, it's probably good I didn't see it because I would have probably gone down a tra- rabbit trail of conversation about me and colors and I don't know what. So who knows? So, so in today's episode, <laughs> I was gonna say, hey, what are we gonna do today? Yeah. So um, let's talk about how we come up with our topics for this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's dive. We started a new series this this past Sunday, so mm-hmm. let's talk about the first week of it. Yep. And then I'm so excited about this. We have our our yes. um, community groups have launched. Yes. It's created, at least on the people I'm interacting with, mm-hmm. it's created an excitement. Yes. Again, yes. that's been For needed. sure. And then why many people <laughs> are so stubborn to community. Oh, oh, 
Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna be the one to to. That's gonna get be you. where we. Yeah. That's gonna be where we kind of <laughs> deep dive. We're gonna do a general. We're gonna briefly talk about Sunday, but then we're gonna go <clears throat> deep into community, why it's important, and then why people are so. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. they strong arm against it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We sure will. <laughs> well, so, okay, the first one was how, how we come up with topics, right? Yeah. And the very basic answer to that, and it's funny because we said, hey, give us questions. Well, one of the questions that I got um, was how do we come up with the topics? Was it um, really? Whether it's about our podcast or our sermon stuff, oh, you know, cool. our message series. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that's a good one. We, we have a hat. <laughs> so we just draw them out of there. Mm-hmm. Is it like the sorting hat on Harry Potter? No, we're is at it church. Like, is it like, you are in Slytherin? Oh, Gryffindor. <laughs> I'm going to sit there and go, uh, now I think Hufflepuff. Now, what's what's the main one? Gryffindor is the main one. Is it? Yeah, that's the one that Harry's in. He's in Gryffindor? Yes. Oh, okay. And then there's a third, fourth one, right? Yeah, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, okay. So I just so we just sit there and just go, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. Not that, Slytherin, not Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. one. You want to be in Gryffindor. Uh, I mean, but, that's but, where all the cool kids were. But then, then there's those, uh, I want to say hipster Harry Potter fans that love being in Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they're the outliers. Yeah. You got to have those. You know what I love about, so, oh, <laughs> okay. So the Harry Potter books, I'd never read them until uh, Drew and I got married. He had read them all, read them many times. He said, you'd really like these, so I started reading them. And I really did. And I'd seen some of the movies. But there is just something like my favorite aspect of the whole thing is the houses, like the Gryffindor. Uh, do they call it their house or whatever they call it? Their, sure, but the British but, version of but house. Like, like they have that warm, cozy fireplace and the thing, and they hang out. And there's just something very, very comforting about that whole thing. See, that's the very... only place in that entire, like universe that seems warm and comforting everything else (laughs) seems cold really it's very dark and yeah so anyway well so um you should see you said the word hat and there we went (laughs) we just went off on a no the answer to the question how do we come up with serious ideas or topics for the podcast or anything like that i will say the easiest answer and it's the truth is everywhere yeah everywhere is the answer to that um you know, when I'm thinking about message series, um, I'm reading something, I'm listening to things, I'm <laughs> looking at scripture. Uh, it could just be like total Holy Holy Spirit moment, you know, like I'm in the shower or driving down the road or something. Uh, it could be an idea from another church that kind of kickstarts an idea for us. Right. Um, an article, podcast, I mean, just all these things, conversations in our staff, like, you know, a ministry partner, like really it is everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when, so for example, like with this new series, uh, it was like three months ago, three or four months ago, I was I was reading an article on traits of discipleship, mm-hmm. and and that just that title kind of stuck with me, and uh, so that was just kind of sitting there in my brain, right? Right. And um, because discipleship and being, in, I mean, they could be the same, but this was kind of going in a d- another area mm-hmm. of like what, like how to, um, and more like one-on-one kind of things. Um, but it wasn't connected to the book of Acts or anything like that. Um, and I was wanting to do a study on the book of Acts. And so I've got these, you know, these various things floating in my head. 
And so I start reading through Acts, and I've got this traits of, a, of discipleship, and I'm reading through Acts, and I start to jot down these traits um, that I see in the disciples in the early church. And so thus, you know, eight rhymes with trait. Mm-hmm. And so there you have it, and the then, eight traits of a disciple. And then you kick it over to me and Kristen to kind of like yes. finesse it a little bit to yep. like market. Exactly. It's like, do we call it eight traits of a disciple? Do we call it eight? Do we call it eight traits? All Mm -hmm. those fun little things. Yep. Yeah. Which to some people, they're like, I don't care. Whatever. You know, Um, the most important part to me is someone going, we're reading Acts right now. We're studying Acts. Yep. And then the the second would be, we're talking about the traits of a disciple. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but, but yes, packagings and, you know important too. So, um, so yeah, in this first week we talked about the trait. So it's an eight week series. Um, first week, first trait, we talked about uh, a disciple is communal. Um, go and, go and listen to the message. If you, if you want to, I encourage you to. Um, but the big, big focus was there in Matthew 16, where Jesus basically, he says, you know, listen, if you're going to be my disciple, you will deny yourself. You will follow me. Um, so there is a there is a sacrifice, there is a giving over of self in being a disciple of Jesus. And then in Acts 2, which is where our focus of the series is on in the, in the whole book, is how the disciples, those who did deny themselves and follow Jesus, they were together, they were in community, they were communal, that Greek word koinonia. Um, <laughs> and what you find is that they denied their self often, they regarded other people highly, and they served one another because of that. Um, They shared meals, they prayed, they read scripture. And so you see that playing out in Acts and how Jesus sets that up. And so one of the things we're doing, Josh, with um, each week of the series is we're also providing action steps since Mm -hmm. the book is called Acts and not Sits. Sits. (laughs) You had the entire tech booth laughing. Like, it was fun. Like... I don't know why it was so funny to me. Like, it's a good joke. I mean... But, but, like, it may... Like, a snicker probably would have sufficed, but, like, I was, like, gut laughing for whatever reason. I don't know. It was so funny to me. That's why it's called Axe and not Sits. (laughs) The Sits of the Apostles is how that could be known. Um, So, yeah, so we have action steps every week. And so the big ones this week were, do you remember what they were? Uh, yeah, serve teams and community groups. <laughs> if we were on camera, you would see him pointing at the notes and going, yep, that's exactly what that says right there. <laughs> Speaking um, of which, yeah. hey, if you would like to see um, a video version of this podcast, no. email me, josh at theporchcc.com. Don't do Just it. curious if there's enough demand for it. I, I will. I, I'm not kidding. I totally would. I don't know. You just said, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hang on. <laughs> well, she can, would do it. You if, can take that for whatever you want, listener. I don't want to do it. She would do it. Maybe. But just curious if there is enough demand for it, we, we'd be happy to do it. Can I be like Sia or whatever, however you say her name? The Where she wears it, like the wig? Like the so giant she, wig that covers my whole head. I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so action steps. Um, so serve teams and community groups are, were the big, 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 big push that we um, put out there. And it's not the first time we've done that, and it won't, won't be, be the, the last. last. <laughs> no, we've done, we've done it, what, 
we've been a church a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. We've probably done it three times. Probably, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's the best part, because you would think, oh, well, here we go again. Uh, we had an amazing response. Yeah, we did. So, so, so thankful. Um, and encouraging. Yes. Yes. I think that's even the better word. Encouraging from the staff, from the people who oversee teams and things. I know the serve team leaders were super pumped. Yeah. Um, so we just got this amazing response because we, we have we have several serve teams, but there were five that needed more people. Right. There's a couple teams that just because of the way they're structured, they didn't need any more help right now because they've got kind of a, a, a specific way yeah. of how they do it, right? Perfect example like the tech team, you know? Yeah, right. Like we, we mm-hmm. don't just... I don't just bring in people all like all the time. It's mm-hmm. a very like gradual process right. of when I'm looking and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I like how you added Caroline Harrell to yes. the tech team yeah. on Sunday. I thought that went really well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we've got these serve teams that needed more people, um, you know, ushers and our greeters and um, our communion team and our prayer team and our porch kids. They were like, we need people. Well, 61 people acted. And they stepped onto a team. That's which, fantastic. I know. I know. That and is, there's I think there's even there's been more that have That's since incredible. Then. So and I love I love that fact. I, you, I just love it. You know, um, that is one of the things coming that is probably one of the most encouraging things that's happened since COVID started was sixty one people that weren't a part of a serp team said, I want to be a part of a serp team. Definitely. Without a doubt. It, yeah. Next and equally as encouraging is the Community groups. Yeah, community groups. So we, um, you know, I think mo- most of our listeners know the, the history, but like, of course, we started in July of 2019, and then COVID comes around, you know, in you know, March, March, when it actually affected how churches and schools and the world responded. Our, la- our last Sunday pre-COVID was March 8th. Gotcha, right. So, so March of 2020, that happened. And so everything ground to a halt. And so, and we said this, I think last week or the week before that the first casualty of, of COVID for us in the church life was, um, was community groups. Yep. Um, and so we just knew that was really important for us to start. And, uh, as of right now, and who knows it could rise, but we have 16 community groups and the best part of that to me, Josh, um, is that nine of those groups are brand new. Like, Isn't brand awesome? new. Yes, they are great. So we've got three that are resuming, that they yep. they were meeting, they're resuming. Um, we've got four that have been kind of cruising along, and they're, they're student-based. Yeah, they're yeah. our high school and our college groups. Um, and so here we have these groups, and and... I say a very conservative count, but according to Josh, it's a very specific count. It's actually accurate. <laughs> um, we have 121 people, not including students, high school and college, who have also acted, and they've stepped so far. They've stepped to get into a group, and so they've signed up. They've gone online. Um, you know, we started this. Um, we had some preliminary groups meet, but uh, last night was our first night, and and two groups started. Um, and so I talked to both of them uh, afterwards, and they were really excited, and it was great. And, you know, like, you just, you don't know. Um, I don't know if I would do this. I'll give you an example. Uh, of one of our groups, or one of our adult groups met last night up here at the church, 
And they met a couple that came to church Sunday morning, mm-hmm. first time coming to church, to our yeah. church, came to our church, heard the message, went up, met, because we had all our leaders spread out, identifying what groups they were in uh, with like the day and the time, you know, so just people yeah, yeah. could decide what they wanted to do. They went up to this particular group and they were like, we would like to be a part of your group. And they came to their group last night. And then they shared, and like it's just like I don't know if I would have done that. No, I wouldn't have done that. But how cool is that? that and, is and what I love is that the particular people that are in that group that that are that are here that are already ministry partners and all that yeah. are the perfect people for to welcome in new people. Like they're just so warm and loving, and and I would hope that's for everybody. But you know, some people have that trait a little bit more, that characteristic yeah. a little bit more. I mean, it's not it's not my strong suit. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, that's well, a podcast. You are day. you are very intentional about your relationships with people. Yeah, are you saying you're not in that like people, someone might not describe you as warm and yeah. welcoming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got a lot of people and 121 people, which to me, and I, if I was really thinking, I would have looked at percentage. Like, first of all. Of those 121, not all of those people are like what we would say are official ministry partners. But, right. you know, we don't really put a lot of emphasis on the ministry partner. No. I mean, we put the emphasis on being a community and being in worship and serving and serving our community. And, um, you know, and if, if you want to be a ministry partner in that regard. But, you know, I could see us as the future goes on, us kind of... I don't know, maybe changing how we even look at that. It's well, like, I don't want to downplay the importance no. of it, of of what it means to a lot of people. Right. Um, but it's not something that is, um, you know, like it's it's the first step, you know, to right. becoming a Christian no. is you've got to first be a, a member of our church. No, but <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be, um, I think as the church... Uh, moves along. I don't the big church. I don't know if there will be so much um, emphasis put on official membership, membership yeah. or partnership. Right now, to an extent, with like when it comes to like serving in specific areas of the church, right. we need to be with very intentional yes. about yeah. partnership and stuff like that. For because, sure. So we know who we know who we have there. Right. So which we do that yeah, yeah. now. We do background so, checks and things for So like if you want to serve with kids, a partnership is a prerequisite. Yes it is. So yes. That's right. Um we don't want to down like I, I, I understand exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like it, we don't want to downplay it because it is so important. Mm-hmm. But it's also not going to be one of those first things that right. people do anymore. Right. Right. Like they're not going to join the church before they go to a community group. That's right. They're not going to join the church before they participate in anything. Right. And with our community groups, we even say you can belong before you believe. Right. Like you can be on the journey of faith right now going, I don't know what I believe and be a part of community groups. Yep. So, so the whole, the whole reason I mentioned that is that if you look, uh, I think, you know, we have like 375 ministry partners and so then you've got 121 people that are in community groups. So if you just went with ministry partners and those in groups, I mean, that percentage is, you know, that's almost a third of, of the group, uh, of the 
partnership, ministry partners in a community group. But that's not, it doesn't really, it's kind of like the 80-20 rule, like all those people in groups aren't really ministry partners, and we've got ministry partners who aren't in groups. So, yeah. you know, you kind of go, um, which, which, forever. I actually have that percentage of oh, yes. how many people are ministry partners in groups. Oh, okay. Um, it's a little, it, it's because so many of our uh, regular attenders uh-huh. haven't partnered with a church. Yes. And they are plugged into um, groups. Yeah. It's about 6%. Are ministry partners. Six percent of yep. the hundred and twenty-one are ministry partners. Mm-hmm. So the rest are not. Right. That's a fantastic number. Yeah. Because you know what that means? That means we're reaching people who are not already like, you know. I mean, they're here maybe, or they haven't taken that step. But like, we should always be having people that are part of, yep. of groups and mm-hmm. and things that are not yet like, they're coming along. Yep. They're we're here for them. So, um. So, yeah, like I said, I talked to a couple of the group leaders last night, and they just had, um, they were just very, very encouraged and excited, mm-hmm. and um, I am too, so. Yeah. I am too. Uh, I mentioned something at the 11 o'clock <laughs> service on Sunday um, that I didn't at 930. It just kind of came to me. It wasn't like a, a main point or anything in my message, um, but I know that whenever especially I, but any of us on staff, I think, talk about community or community groups. Mm-hmm. I know that some people are like, oh my goodness, why do we keep talking about it? And do you remember what I, what I said to, <laughs> to everyone? What, I made a deal that I'd quit talking about community groups when... When everyone's a part of it. <laughs> when everyone had, exper- has, had experience. an experience yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And so, um, so uh, Josh was like, "Why are you throwing that? Why, why are you doing that pop quiz with me right now? Like, I might have been, I might have been doing something technical when you said that." So, so to be a hundred percent honest, <laughs> yeah, mo- to I usually listen to the sermon after Sunday. Well, that's like, probably good Sunday for is you. Sunday isn't when I listen to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I will I hear all the main points, right? But then when you're actually talking to like when you're deep diving mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm taking care of other things. Yep. So I actually go back and listen to the sermon when I put up the podcast of the sermon. Yep. yep. That's actually when I listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I'm, that's good for. Well, I get to be. I actually get to focus and and listen to the words you're saying, not hearing. Or yeah. Not hearing just, just what like you're background. saying. Background. Yeah. Background noise. Exactly. Well, I'm good at that too. I'm good at background noise. So, um, but you know, I know this like that that idea of why why do you keep talking about it like we know okay fine we know that community's in our name and we know we want to follow Jesus for our community and we know you want us in a community group can that just be enough and can we move on to other things and the answer to that would be no and yes um no it can't be enough and yes we want to move on to other things but we're always going to continue to be a part of that as well Ah, that might have been a confusing thing to say. No, that makes sense. I, I have a story to tell in regard to this. Okay, story time with Shannon. Story time with Shay Shay. Um, so, I was in uh, it. That that idea of why do you got to keep talking about this? It's it reminds me of this experience I had in college, and I don't know if I've shared this before. Have I, I shared this? I know I mean, like we've talked staff, about it. I don't yeah. know if you've actually from the yeah pulpit. Yeah, yeah. Said it. Well, you ain't got no pulpit. We got a table. Stage. I know, I know. Um, but so I was I I went to college at Oklahoma City University. I hadn't mentioned Oklahoma in a while, so No, you haven't. Yeah, so there we go. But football's coming. Football's coming. Oklahoma let's let's just table that because I know it's you want to talk about SEC and the things and stuff. All right, so I'm in college, Oklahoma City University. I'm playing on the women's tennis team. Uh, we have a men's tennis team. 
And there was this guy on the team that, um, you know, I was in a sorority. He was in a fraternity. A bunch of us were, you know, we kind of, this was, this was before Christ, most definitely in my life. So, you know, we kind of did all, everyone, you know, we were, I was living the party. I was living the college party life. Okay. That's what I was doing. And, um, and a lot of our fellow, my fellow tennis players were as well. And almost like on a dime, like from from like a, a Monday to a Tuesday, this occurred. One of the guys on the tennis team uh, was like his fraternity president. He was all this stuff. Good looking guy. Everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. All this. Like he goes from being like super party fraternity dude to being like sold out Jesus freak follower. And guess what my thought was? Why do you have to keep talking about Jesus? <laughs> Why do all your shirts have something about Jesus? Why are you wearing that fish on your tie on your fraternity dress-up day? Like, why are you having these Bible studies? Will you please... Uh, fine. You you love Jesus. Fine. But can you please shut up about it? Mm-hmm. And that's that was the mentality. Yeah. Um, so... Just so you feel like, these people. I feel that, yeah. And and just, I guess, as a side note, um, who that obnoxious, who I thought was that obnoxious guy. This is so funny. His name is Craig Rochelle. <laughs> and you, if you're a podcast listener with us, you, you probably know who Craig Rochelle is. Uh, he is the pastor, the founding pastor of Life Church. It's based out of the great state of Oklahoma. Um, and he, he started out in the Methodist church and then he ended up, uh, founding his own church out of their garage and just, they've got this incredible story. If you have the Bible app on your phone, you know, the little Brown, it's almost red color now they just yeah, changed yeah, it they just changed and it. it says Holy Bible that it's the U version mm-hmm. of the Bible. That is a free app that millions upon millions of people have all over the world, multiple languages. And that came out of Life Church, yes, and they it give it away free. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I'm, I, <laughs> so God did something uh, with Craig, and it's just funny because like here's Craig, and and he's living one life one way, and then boom, and me and many other people. I mean, a lot of people because it was a smaller school, so everybody knew everybody. Like we were all just like, shut up about Jesus. Like fine. Like, but why are you con- like, and he wasn't like rude and he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't have put him past him, but he wasn't like standing on like, you know, a box, like screaming through a megaphone or anything like, but it was just because of his personality and his position and how people knew him and all this, because his life changed, everybody noticed it. And it was just like a thing. And we were all just like, please be quiet. So um, why does he always have to talk about Jesus? And, and you, here's the deal. You know who said those things? And, and I'm talking from personal experience. Right. Here's who said those things. Why does Craig keep talking about Jesus? It was... <laughs> well, I'll tell you, first of all, who wasn't saying it. It wasn't other believers who were also excited about Jesus. Right. It was people who... One, people who didn't know Jesus. That would be me. I would have been in that camp. Or number two, it was people who had a head knowledge about Jesus, but there was no visible, fruit-bearing, alive relationship with Jesus at all. Those were the two people that were saying and thinking, please shut up about Jesus, Craig. Stop it. Um, And I was totally in that first group. 
totally in that. And I was like, "Hey, Craig, quit harshing my buzz. Like, why, why you gotta, why you gotta tell us that partying's not a bad thing? Like that we, we make really bad decisions if we go out and, you know, get intoxicated. Like, why you gotta do that? And, um, and so here's my thought: is someone could be <laughs> sitting there going, when I get up and I start talking about community groups and the purpose of community and and being in Jesus centered community. I can just, I can almost sense someone being like, Shannon, you're harsh in my, I just want to anonymously be a church, like attender every now and then and just spectate a little bit. And I just want to be totally independent and not held accountable buzz. Like, don't do that. I want to be anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of my, that's my thought. And, Mm -hmm. and. I don't know. I could be off. I could be off the mark on that a little bit, but I really think that's kind of that's kind of the vibe I get sometimes when I talk yeah. about community groups and and that is that's I kind of get that same feeling that I had back then. Uh, or, Thoughts? Yeah, uh, that's one of the main ones I land on. Or the I already give you an hour a week, maybe twice a month. What Ooh. more do you want from me? Mm. And then see like. It's mm-hmm. the thought process is what do you want from me, not what does God want. What from does Shannon me? want from exactly. us? Exactly. What does the staff want yeah. from us? Not what does God expect of me. What does God want of yeah, me? Yeah. Why does Shannon keep asking yeah. us to do this? Yeah. Why does TPCC keep saying mm-hmm. do this, do that, or in- here, in- sign up for this? Instead of going, well, every message that Shannon or Justin deliver from the stage about community is. Bible verses upon Bible verses of God telling us to be in community together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I feel like they put it on us as a staff, as <laughs> you as a pastor, us uh-huh. as a church, asking them to do something when yeah. really we're just asking them to... Do what we see in Scripture. Lean into God and let Him do yeah. what He wants to with you in yeah. community. Well, and that's what you see in Acts. I mean, that's what's going on. Yeah, you know, and and to speak to like me and Justin and us, like Justin is a social butterfly. Yeah, he loves people. He loves to be around people. He 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 draws energy from other people. Doesn't mean he doesn't also enjoy some downtime and stuff, but he likes that. I am an introverted extrovert. You're a or learned, no, I'm sorry, I'm an extroverted introvert. You're a learned extrovert, like I am. Yes, I think I was more an extrovert as a kid. Right. As I've grown up, mm-hmm. and like I'm more of an introvert, but like I'm my favorite person, yeah. and I like to spend like I I need t- time and stuff. So like for me to say, hey, community groups are really important, and spending time with other people is important. It 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 means uh, not that it would mean more coming from me, but like I understand wanting to not be around people or to um, not. Always, you know, be like, okay, time to go and hang out with some more people. Like, you know, I get that. Because that's against your natural instincts. Yes, yeah. yes. So I get that. I get that a lot. Um, but yeah, you're, I think your point of what, why are you asking more of me is really, really good, Josh. Because um, because I, that's the pressure I think most of us live with is mm-hmm. our schedule. Yeah. I mean, and our time. Yeah. And what are we doing with the kids? And where are they going? And what do they have to do? And, what time are you picking up and dropping off and where and, you know, and all that. And, and so you're right. And so I really appreciate your insight that it's, it's not a request from a person. I mean, that might be the, the, the voice person. <laughs> right. Um, but this is what we see in scripture. Right. Which is why we 
believe that it's important. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and, and because of the scriptures are why we put it in our name, why we put it in our slogan, why why we talk about it so yeah. much. It's not that we think community uh, personally. Well, we do. Yeah, is is the driving forces because it's the charge that God has placed on our hearts. Yes, and it is the driving charge that God has placed on our hearts right mm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I would say like I don't know. Sometimes I I think for those who might be tired of hearing about community, there's a real good chance that maybe they've never really experienced the beauty of Jesus centered community. Mm-hmm. Um. And and they just have an idea of what it is. Or maybe they, you know, they were like, well, I was in a Sunday school class, you know, back in my hometown. And, you know, we sat in rows instead of circles or whatever. And we had one person speak to us for an hour and then we left. And I just, you know, that's not really my thing. That's not really what I want to do. I'm already doing that kind of in church. So why do I need to, you know. And like, that's not what we're talking about. And that's about. not what we're talking about, you know. And listen, I don't have this in my show notes because I just didn't want to go there, but now I kind of want to. Um, here was another reason I think sometimes people don't want to do community groups. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to hurt. Are you ready? Yeah. It's kind of this elitist attitude. Ooh, expound. Well, who's going to be in the group, Josh? Are they going to be just like me? Are mm. they going to think like me and vote like me? And... And are our kids going to be, like, are they going to be friends when they get older? Like, are we, like, how, like, what's the, what's the socioeconomic, like, can you give me the demographics on this? Well, not a single person's going to admit that. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's a real thing. It, it is a real thing. I, yeah. And, and I I'm, hope it's not a lot, but it is. Uh, I, it's a human trait. It's yeah. not a. I, I don't mean that in a judgmental way. Because why was I so able to quickly expound upon that? Yeah. You know, because you know, I could, I could, uh, you know, see myself kind of. I've done it. Do, doing that. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. Um. So that that sucks. I, mean, I don't like that idea at all. No. <laughs> of why we might not want to be in community is kind of an elitist attitude, and I don't know if elitist is the right word, but. I don't know, homogenous. Like, we just want everyone to be just like us, yeah. you know? The, um, probably what someone will go would say, I don't see a group of my peers. I don't see a group that's, yes, that's just for me. Yeah. That's and that's my hard. Peers. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, I think, I think now, this time around we've created a more, uh, diverse and a wider range of groups mm-hmm. and opportunities. But just like churches, you're never you're never going to find the perfect church because they wouldn't let you join. You're never going to find the perfect mm-hmm. community group. Right. Um, but you're going to find a place where you can grow. Go ahead. Now, I do get like trying to find a group that is in the same life stage as you. Completely. I like, agree with that. Because I... Cause at I one, think that's different, though. Yeah, that's different. Because at one point, I was at the point where there were, there were no... Co- not not here when we we're downtown. Uh-huh. Uh, there was no community group or Sunday school because there was a Sunday school system. Uh, there's no group. There's no group that fits where I'm at. Do I go with... Uh, you were young, married. Yep. Do I go with an adult group that I'm friends with their kids? Right. Like they could, they're your parents' age. Yeah. Yeah. Or do I go with the college group that we're going, we're going through completely... Completely different mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I think life stages is, is different, and I and I think. Um, so, 
to, yes. to my point was, it's not about finding people that look and sound like you. It's about p- finding people that are going through the same things as you. And mm-hmm. that's what we should be looking for. Sure, yeah. It's not like um, finding some finding someone that they're going to the same school, we're all in the same neighborhood, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But finding someone that goes, hey, they're, they're struggling with kids. <laughs> I'm struggling with kids. These kids are going to drive me crazy. I'm trying to learn how to juggle children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's so exciting about the uh, group that uh, you guys us and the Dillards are leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about young families with young kids. And, like... Every topic probably comes back yeah. to parenting. And, and, and I think we all have, yeah. like, a three... Like, the four couples that will be there tomorrow night mm-hmm. well yesterday night mm-hmm. um i'll have like a three-year-old <laughs> so we're we're right in like we're right in the same life experiences together mm-hmm. you know we're like how's potty training going you uh, know like that, like that kind of stuff yeah like that's the kind of yeah. community group you need to find not someone that goes have you seen stocks lately <laughs> i mean there could be a stocks group i don't but know you know what i'm saying i do know what you mean i do and and i think like there's a, and and I'm not contradicting your point at all because I totally agree. However, I think you could um, take, uh, you know, eight people from all different walks of life, and if they actually committed to, and stages of life, and if they committed to be together over a period of weeks, what you would find is that they they would find they have a lot more commonalities than they do differences. Yes. But from a starting standpoint, I think Correct. finding someone with the same yes. life stages is an e- easier entry point. Very easier, yeah. But yes, in my opinion, when you're you've done some community group experiences, mm-hmm. finding a group of people that aren't in the same life for sure stages you. Yeah. Like you grab a college student, you grab a guy that is uh-huh. fifty five or a woman that is sixty five. Mm-hmm. You grab someone that is in shallow like very new in their faith and you gra- grab someone that used to be a preacher. Right. You know? Yeah. And you put them all together and in eight weeks you see wh- what comes out and, it, and the growth would be amazing on all levels. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that's that's one of the things I appreciate about the the many of the adult groups that we have because it's kind of like they're they're like 21 and up. Like. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what does that mean? 21 and up. What's the up? The up is up. Like it just goes up. Yeah. Um. And, and I think you'll find a lot of that in there. So, um, okay, so I, I do want to go a, a little step further uh, about why, why I think people avoid or dislike community. And I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit. But I, I think one of the reasons that people avoid community sometimes is because um, of the vulnerability that naturally comes with, with community. Well, Christ-centered community. The vulnerability that comes with Christ-centered community. Very good. Yes, sir. Because the, the reason I say that is because I have community circles that I'm in that aren't Christ-centered. Yeah, it doesn't require, that, or not require, but... I'm not very deep v- with. Vulnerability doesn't yeah. have to come no. into play. I right? mean, it's like you're joking about football, but I have groups of friends that all we do is talk about football. Right. You know? Right. There's, there's not, I don't even know if they have kids. Right. You know? Right. There's friends that I just play video games with. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no spiritual there's no vulnerability yeah. there yeah you know well and I, and I think um, it's you know for those who understand Christian community and they're like yeah I get it I've seen it maybe I was part of one at one point but I don't want to do that now because I don't want to be vulnerable again um, 
and I think that's interesting from, you know, like a, like a sociological, you know, standpoint is because it's funny how we as human beings so desperately want to be known Mm -hmm. and yet we are wildly protective of ourselves in being known. Yes. And to me, that is, that is the, uh, the combination of who we are created by God. Mm -hmm. We want to be known by him. Um, and yet we also have, sin mm-hmm. and so we want to hide that so i mean that's like yeah. that's that's it, fig leaves right there yes yeah, it's, the it's garden the, it's the difference between uh letting people see your real story versus uh your curated short story that you let the world see <laughs> uh, yeah very true i very mean true. i mean that's what it is it's yeah. like let's get behind the fig leaves and see what you don't let yeah everyone else see and it's not like uh you come into a community group every week, uh, Kleenex in hand. Right, right. Which, you know, I, and, I wanna... Which is also a stereotype. Like, and it's not that. <laughs> yes. And we're going to talk about that in just a second because I think we can kind of take vulnerability and this word accountability and kind of go, oh, well, what you mean by community group is that I've got to walk into a room and I've got to spill all my beans and then I, the rest of the group's going to police me for the rest on of the beans. time. Right. About all the beans that I spilled. Yeah. And, you know, because like, when I think of accountability groups, my mind goes directly to, a couple of dudes meeting together and all of them saying, all right, let's, let's not watch porn and let's hold each other accountable. And let me text you and be like, Hey, did you watch porn this week? There, like, that's uh, just what I think of when I think of accountability groups. There was, <laughs> And I'm not saying that, Hey, if that's a thing, you need to, you need it to, is, be, you it know, is a thing. I know. There, there, I know. There was one that, um, it was a community group I was in. They just finished their accountability aspect of that. And mm-hmm. they had a chart. Oh, wow. And they kept a chart of who, like no, fell on the no. issue and everything. And I was no. like, if that's a thing, I'm out. And they're like, no, no, that crashed and burned. No. Yeah. No, accountability is not policing one another. Yeah. I mean, that is a an it's incredibly slippery slope into judgmentalism and legalism. Yeah, yeah, that was and, bad. Oh, gosh. But so, yeah, go ahead. I will say yeah. that community group through growth, not only through the uh, people participating, but also the leader, it turned uh-huh. into one of the best community groups I've ever been a part of. And I think eight out of 10 guys in there are now in the ministry. <laughs> wow. Well, and I think that is, I think that was probably, I would almost want to call that an anomaly because it, it was. I think that level of accountability, I don't think that happens in community group. I think that happens more in like mentorship, like it, either one-on-one or maybe two or three people. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that level of vulnerability and accountability, that is not necessary for community groups. No. Uh, you talked about entry level for like-minded. Yeah. I think there's an entry level for, I mean, n- you know, none of us, you know, what if I got up on stage every week and it's like, well, we're all Christians here or no, I hope most of you are. Um, I am. So I've got a microphone. Let me just, let me, sh- let me show you all the beans. Like, you know, like, I don't, that's not really a really good, like, kind of way to, (laughs) to, to roll that. And so that happens in accountability. That happens in, like, mentorship. That Mm -hmm. happens more in one-on-one relationships. That is a totally different animal than community group. And yet I think a lot of people uh, put those together. Oh, yeah. Like, this was, this was a different beast. Yeah, yeah. But, and it was, it was, 
it was very, very good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was not like without the chart. Right. Um, <laughs> like that community group uh, was actually not open. Yeah. It was a closed group. Yes. And that was and that was kind of how it could be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 that intentionality of that. Um, you know, I think if someone you know views being in a community group as just you know showing up and bearing your soul, and then and like I said, having those people police your activities, it's it's no wonder at all why some might not want to participate in a community yeah. group. So, because I, I could see that as being a hang up for some, you know. Well, name another like circle mm. that that's okay. AA, I don't know, like a like an addiction thing. That's, yeah, that's I mean, the only that, thing I can think of. That, that's the only place that it's like yeah. acceptable to do that. Right. I mean, right. so yeah, of course it's going to be a hang up. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so unnatural to what, yeah. how we are as people. Well, and yeah, and I think for so then for us, um, and you know, maybe this is something the next the you know when I talk about community again when next time it comes up for me to make a point in in the, even the message is to be like hey there's a there's a difference like this is what community you know like this doesn't mean you know you've got a this isn't a confessional kind of right. thing and now we don't want people to hide no. but it's like in community you hopefully you develop a sense of safety mm-hmm. and um and and those things we're gonna, I got some scripture to share here in just a moment about this um but I do want to mention this real quick cuz as I was thinking about this I also my brain went down the whole like what is the psychological reason that people would be averse to a community group like why yeah. would they just be like heck no yeah yeah um and and there's just this cognitive dissonance which is it's this the state of having inconsistent thoughts where like you know you should think this way but you think this way like where your beliefs and attitudes are like you know what i hate this certain group of people but i know that i'm supposed to not do that and so i've got this cognitive dissonance going on in my life and i don't want that to be seen and i certainly don't want it to be called out and I don't want someone to hold me accountable to it. And so this cognitive dissonance, whether we recognize it or not, is kind of like going, you know, someone's up there saying community groups and you're hearing in your head, no, don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Like, it'll be horrible. Like, you know, and and I think that that's something that's really, it it happens, that cognitive dissonance, it 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 definitely has an impact on our behavioral decisions and our attitudes. Yeah, it's, it, it's like without that, a doubt, whether like we know that, it or not. Right. It's like that verse uh, that was referenced in the, that book that the staff is reading. Yes, um, the thing beneath the thing yeah. by Steve Carter. If you want to get your tail whooped in a good way and realize why do you do the things that you do, as Paul wrote in Romans seven. Well, that was that, that was Romans seven. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I do what I do? And why don't I do the things I know I should do? Because I do what I don't want to do, I do. And what I do, I hate. And who will rescue me? Oh, thank the Lord for Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, the staff, we started uh, reading this book together this past week called The Thing Beneath the Thing. And um, I've already given it out to two other people besides the staff to... To start reading because I just think it's it's really good. It's a really good book. It's, it's it kind of it, it really makes you think about why. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll talk about the thing beneath the thing and we'll do a little review of it. When yeah, we get that'd done. be good. So, 
So here's the deal. So, so throughout the New Testament, what we see, Josh, is that the early church is there. They're together. They're in community, which is the whole reason we're doing this series. It's the whole reason community is in our name. It's the whole reason we're talking about community and why. Um, before we go, before yes. we go any deeper than that, let's uh-huh. talk about how they were meeting. Like they weren't meeting in this big building with an auditorium with a band, right? And all that. Mm-hmm. How how was the early church meeting? They were t- they were in houses. They were in houses. They were in they were in places that you know you couldn't have three hundred people. They were they were meeting in homes. They were meeting in in smaller places when they could be together. So there was so. no anonymous. You can't be anonymous in community. There was no anonymous in the in the early Church of Christ. Like you no. couldn't be anonymous. No, you could be a spectator at maybe hearing Peter preach out in uh, open, or when Jesus was still, you know, here and was doing his ministry. You could spectate, mm-hmm. but you couldn't, and and you could be anonymous for sure, uh, but, but not in not in the community that we find in the Book of Acts. And, no. But the early church was all about being together mm-hmm. in Christ in. Mm-hmm. Small communities. Yep, yep. So you know, if they had had if they had had cell phones back then, what would happen is it would be like, "Yo, you know, Aquila, you know, why weren't you at? Why weren't you there this morning? You know, because because exactly. they knew, you know, like there was people knew each other. So, um, so why community? Why why this um, aversion to it? Why is it important? Well, because you you look at those relationships like you were just talking about, Josh, those relationships between believers were first and foremost, they were based on love. Jo- Jesus commanded everyone in John chapter 15, verse 17, he says he commanded them to love each other. So this was not a policing relationship, right? right? This wasn't a, we're going to keep an eye on you to make sure you're good enough to be a part of this. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. This was about loving one another. In Romans chapter 12, Paul writes to love each other and honor each other. So this was the this is the mindset. This is what community is is built upon. I love the people who a few months ago as I reached out as I prayed and then reached out um to people to to lead community groups. Um I love their heart because mm-hmm. their heart is to love people. Right. And so it's not a, we're going to get these jokers straightened up. Like, no, 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 no. It's, we're going to love these people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then so someone could be going, oh, okay, so it's all going to be about love, right? But in Ephesians chapter 4, we're told to treat one another and speak to one another with honesty, which is important. See, because love sometimes comes with with an honest, you know, rebuke or an honest, uh, you know, Come back, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you said this, but you know, I wonder. But that comes out of relationship. Like that's a that's a natural that comes out of love. Building of relationship built yeah. on love that you can start to say, What do you mean by that? Like, I wonder, you know, I kind of disagree with you. Tell me more. And and you can start to have those kinds of conversations, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's not whenever it says to speak with one another in honesty in Ephesians four twenty five, that's not like this, you know, blunt honesty, like, you know, no filter, you know, kind of thing where someone would just be like, Hey, you're, you're stupid. You know, like, no, 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 let's, let's back off that a little bit and be like, that was not the wisest choice that you probably could have made. Yeah. You know, so you got to kind of watch that a little bit. Um, Romans 14, 13 says to not condemn one another, which I think when you really boil it down, I think that's why a lot of people don't want 
they want to be anonymous. They don't mm-hmm. want community. They definitely don't want vulnerability. They don't want accountability because they don't want to be judged and by condemned. others. Yeah. And, and w- through that judgment, condemnation yeah. for sure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it says to stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. So actually a, a judgmental Christian a condemning Christian could actually cause someone else to to stumble and fall and be like, oh, well, if that's how Christians are, then I don't want to be a part of that. Oof. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. So when you think about it, when you really get down to it, like at the heart, accountability is it's one Christian submitting to like the Christ-centered leadership or admonition of another Christian. Like that's what that, or maybe, maybe, you know, a group of three. I don't, I don't really, I, like I said, I think your group is probably not like the only case, but that is not the norm for a, a group of eight or 10 guys no, no, no. to, this to was, be like this that. This was a different, yeah. Um, different breed. A holy, holy time together. But I think that that, when you get down to that kind of accountability, which is different from the community we're talking about, I think what happens is, is in community, a deeper relationships are formed, and what you can find out of that community is, is, is the possibility of someone to mentor you. You know, I will use those words interchangeably here. We're kind of leaning more towards calling it mentoring. Yeah. Um, but you could call it one-on-ones or discipleship or accountability group or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're 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 kind of leaning towards you know calling it mentoring because it's it's a it's more of a holistic like. Let's talk about like uh, definitely scripture and and you know finding a way to mature in your faith and be held accountable in that way. But then also like how do you parent? You know how how are you as a spouse? You know how are you in in your work life and school life and all these things? So it's a it's a larger discussion. But anyway, yep. um, but the, whatever it's called, <laughs> it's. When you talk about like that more one-on-one, very personal, very vulnerable, um, gut-level, honest, it's it, it's got to be approached with an attitude of grace, an attitude of of um, you know, lifting up the forgiveness that God offers, and and then sharing in that other person's burdens and going, I'm mm-hmm. going to pray with you, I'm going to walk with you through this. So and we see that in Romans and Colossians and Galatians. Um, I think a really important point to make, just kind of still circling around this why people might be kind of skittish when it comes to community because they think it's more like an accountability one-on-one thing, is that not all Christian relationships are accountability relationships. Nor should they. Nor should they. I mean, um, it should be like <laughs> yeah. you should have one. Right. That's about it. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And I and I think... and. <laughs> Tales, tales of college ministry, tales of, of, of maybe even high school ministry. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the stories are long, like the scroll is long, of of stories of, of uh, Christians in those stages of life mm-hmm. who thought it was kind of their responsibility to hold everybody accountable, and and there's probably a trail of of hurt people in their wake. Because they just assumed, oh well, I'm a Christian and I I know God's word, so I'm going to call everybody out, and here we go. You know, that, that, that's funny how much <laughs> I'm hearing about this lately. Yeah, between a separate podcast I'm listening oh, yes. to and a book. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I just think of, and, and the reason I mention like college and high school, because I, I would think probably some adults do it too, but I think in that stage of life, um, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lack of maturity. Um, there's a lack of awareness. And, and sometimes we talked about this yesterday in staff is that there's times when our giftings and our, and our spiritual understanding uh, is, is greater than our, you know, emotional and social maturity and that those need to kind of catch up. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, but I've seen, I've witnessed in doing ministry to college students in high school and then just on the outside looking in, I've seen some, some people get, you know, hurt because, you know, someone thought, well, I'm going to hold you accountable. And it was like, I never asked you to hold me accountable, you know? Um, so, I want to go back around to community groups because I don't want it to be like, because accountability is important. Please hear that listener. Um, it's, it's, but it's also, you go into it prayerfully and, um, it's a, it's a loving, uh, connection, uh, relationship, uh, built on love, built on honesty and, uh, for the purpose of growing closer to Christ. Yeah, It's not about confessing. It's about growing. Yes. Yes, it is not about here. Just don't do these three things, Josh. Right, and you will be fine. Yeah, like no, it, no. It's 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 about growing, and walking as closely to God as possible, mm-hmm. and allowing someone in on your walk. Humility, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, that's all. Like that's accountability, mm-hmm. and that's way deeper than what most ninety-nine percent yeah. of community groups. Yeah, yeah. Are. Yeah, that there, there's there's for sure. So you know, I, I would say to someone who's listening to this, going, "Yeah, I've been there. I've been kind of like, oh, I don't know." Um, start with community. Start yes. with community groups. Um, get to know people. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, and and hear their stories and hear um, you know, because there's going to be people in your group who have have lived more life than you yes. that have been a Christian longer than you who have had experiences that maybe you hope you never experience, but they have because God and his righteousness is able to bring glory even to the really difficult moments of some people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can learn from that. That's the beauty of community. Um, the need for, and the movement into more of a mentorship accountability comes, I think as we grow closer to Christ because we're like, wow, I really, there's some areas in my life where I really need, um, someone to, to ask me questions yeah. and to, to hold me to that. Mm-hmm. And that's not, the community group is not no. that place. No. Um, and so for those who have kind of maybe not known the difference. Now it might be someone you know, in your community group. That's right. Or it might not. Might not. It doesn't mean that you, you, your accountability mentor person doesn't have to come from your community nope. group. And, and it might be weird. You might be like, you know what? I'm hanging with these people, yep. loving these people. I, I really don't want to go into this. So, yeah. Or and, or you find like that one person that you really connect yep. with that yep. you all parallel well with. Yep. And then you can you can open up to more. I That's mean, right. it's not saying it has to come or not come, but uh, community group first. Yes. And then God will show you mm-hmm. where the mentoring and the accountability will come from. For sure. There. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, like 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 we've been saying like if if you've confused those two or made one into, you know, hopefully <laughs> clear as mud as we often <laughs> say, uh, you see the difference. So, um Yeah. 
community. I wonder if we should have done a word count. You know, oh man, I'm going to do that next time. I'm going to do like a, at the beginning of the episode, be like, we're, if you can give us the accurate word count of how many times we say whatever, mm-hmm. we got a prize for you. I don't know what the prize will be, but I'll think of something. I'll think of something good. I don't know. Then, but actually, then no one will listen. They'll just be listening for that word. So it'll be like, blah, 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 community. Blah, 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 community. So, yeah. Anyway. Hey, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us today. Is there anything else you want to uh, yeah, mention, I do, Joshua? I do want to mention two cool new things that uh, have started at the porch. Mm-hmm. Um, on Thursday mornings, they, we oh, started yes. a men's... Speaking of community. A men's prayer group. Yep. That meets up at the church at 6 a.m., and they have community and prayer, and they pray for all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And they wrap it up by 7 o'clock, so it's a... if. You can't find an hour in your busy week. Most of your family's still asleep at this hour, so it's a perfect time. <laughs> Six o'clock up here at the porch On in Thursday. the backyard, which yep. is our kids' building behind mm-hmm. the main building, the auditorium. And um, yeah, so if you're a dude, come check that out. Yep. And what's the other thing? Uh, Justin has had it laid on his heart for mm-hmm. a while to start a prayer team that yep. will be praying for uh, the people worshiping in service, the people... Uh, on stage, the people in the booth, the people that are serving on the mm-hmm. serve teams and praying yep. the entire time that um, our Sunday service is going on, before yep. and after. And if uh, prayer is one of your gifts, um, yep. contact Justin at justin at theportcc.com, and mm-hmm. we're really excited about getting this team going and mm-hmm. uh, seeing what God will do on this campus with someone continuously praying at all times. Amen. Amen to that. So like a, probably like a 9 a.m. to 12 noon kind of thing. But you're know. not praying for... No, you would pray you for like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that. I love that. I hope... Yes, yeah, so please, please be considering that. You might yep. be hearing that right now going, oh, okay. So if that is you, email Justin at justin at com, and he will get you plugged into it. He most certainly will. So, uh, yeah, we're going, moving towards uh, week two of the Eight Traits series this week, and we've got our community groups happening this week, the first full week of, of all of our groups. Super excited. It's not too late to get in a community group. Nope. Um, there might be one or two that have closed because they're full, but there are several options. So and how can they find out? How can someone find out about community groups, Josh? Go to the porchcc.com, click on the community groups tab, and the page that will come up will tell you all about why community groups are important at TPCC, mm-hmm. and why they should be important to you. Yep. And then you'll have a button at the top and the bottom that, uh, if you click it, will take you to all the open groups. There you go. So, hey, Porch Community, we love you. We really, really do. And uh, we hope that you have been uh, encouraged today in the 167 hours. That's not, is that how long this podcast was? No. Nah, it was 167 hours long. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've been encouraged. We look forward to seeing you and talking to you soon. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.